Christmas already. How is it that a year goes by so quickly? It's incredible. And what a year it's been. We've got a new king, as you've heard. A new king in this country. And I, I guess it was, it was always going to happen at some point. The queen, as long as she had lived and reigned, wasn't going to live forever. It just doesn't happen that way, does it? And it's strange, or I thought it was strange, that for someone we don't meet and we don't see in our everyday lives, the effects of that transition impacted everybody. Even if it was just the fact that you've got an extra bank holiday and you'll get another bank, extra bank holiday next year. There is an effect on our lives. All we know about our monarch, our king, is what we read in the paper or see on the television. We don't know them, but they impact our lives. Most of us here probably have never met the new king or will ever meet him. Most of us here will never be able to identify with someone like that. And likewise, he's never going to be able to identify with us because he has a very different life to us. He doesn't know what it's like to live the way we live, to do things the way we do. He just can't identify with us. He lives a very different and distant life to us. But what would it be like if King Charles walked in here this afternoon? We'd notice that, wouldn't we? I'm sure we would. We, as a family, were on holiday up in Scotland, and we were in a town called Hoyk. It's not spelt that way, but apparently that's the way you say it. And we could tell something was going on. There were crowds of people, the road was closed, and... Um, there were police all over the place, and uh, this fella up on the screen was there. There he is. He was, that was my picture. He was just across the road from us. He wasn't the king then, but, um, you know, we were rubbing shoulders with, with the... We weren't really. We were, we were zoomed in, and that's cropped, so it would look even closer. <laughs> but there was no doubting that he was in town. You could tell he was there. You couldn't mistake it. The, the, there was chaos everywhere. So whatever you think, and I'm not going to ask what you think, he had an impact when he arrived. He had a presence. He carried with him a presence. If you went to Buckingham Palace to meet him and he walked in the room, you'd know he was there because he carries a presence. He also has power. Maybe not as much as he would have done if he was king hundreds of years ago, but he does have power. Like I said, roads were closed. Things were diverted. People were kept away. He walked in a power. He's got the power to change things. Again, not as much as he would have done in the past. And to influence people. But he has power. He has presence and he has power. And there's no doubting that he has wealth as well. He's got a huge number of resources at his disposal. And he can use them for pretty much anything he wants. He can change things. He can make a difference with the wealth that he has. So our new king has presence and power and wealth on top of all the things we've already heard about this afternoon. 
He's very different to us. He can't identify with us. He lives a very different life to us. But of course, that's not really the king we're looking at today. You see, the king we're hearing about today is a very different kind of king. But he too has presence, he has power, and he has unlimited resources. But does that mean that he's a king that can't identify with us, just like the king of our country? Well, I don't think so. I think he can, and let me tell you why. You see, the Bible tells us that God, and we've heard this already, is the king over all kings, the king of kings. And at Christmas, we celebrate the birth of Jesus. But what makes Jesus a king? Well, when Jesus had grown up and he was a man and he was walking the earth, he said, if you've seen me, you've seen my father. What Jesus is saying is that he and God are one. He is the king. He is the king. He is God on earth. So we are celebrating God coming to earth as a baby. That's why when the shepherds came and the wise men came, they bowed down before him because he is the king. So if Jesus is the king, you'd expect him to have presence, power, wealth, just like the king of a country. And you'd expect him to be way above us, not even concerned with mere mortals. But that's not the case, and Christmas shows us that. You see, we're celebrating the coming of the king of the universe as a baby, as a helpless baby. He didn't come with special powers that meant he didn't need feeding or he didn't need his nappy changing. He was a, he was a baby, vulnerable, dependent on those around him. He made himself that way. During his life, he went hungry. He was beaten. He was rejected. He was loved. And he loved. He wept for a lost friend. His presence on this earth in the same kind of body that we have meant he was subject to the same weaknesses that we have. He can identify with us. He knows what it's like to be us. And even as we gather today like this, even though he's not here in physical form, by his Holy Spirit, his presence is with us today. Just because he had presence then doesn't mean he doesn't now. He does. You know, sometimes people walk into our meetings as we're worshipping the King of Kings, and they say, what's happening here? What's going on here? Why do I feel like I feel? It's because he has his presence here with us. It's because he identifies with us and he comes to us. He's interested in you. He's interested in us. And he wants, and we've heard this already, that he's the rescuing king. And he wants to come alongside us and identify with us. He knows what it's like to be us. So he has presence now. And he has power. 
Like we mentioned, an earthly king has power to change things. Jesus' power is unlimited. He has the power to change circumstances, to heal bodies, to heal hurt. He has the power to free us and set us free from things that drag us down, from the circumstances that we struggle with. He has the power to change our lives. You see, he knows what you're going through today. That rescuing king knows and he wants to rescue you and he has the power to do it. And he has unlimited wealth and resources. I'm not just talking about money. But he has the resources to change your circumstances. He can do anything he wants. And we know, as followers of Jesus, we know and we experience just how he just lavishes his wealth on us by coming to us and saving us, by being that saving king. You know, the, the greatest riches you can ever hope for is to belong to and follow Jesus. They are riches beyond comparison. When Jesus came as a baby, he laid aside all of that wealth and came. He had nowhere to live. He relied on the kindness of others to provide for him. He truly does identify with us. But he now has all of that wealth at his disposal to be that king for us. And just like an earthly king, he has a kingdom. In the Bible, in the book of Isaiah, it says this, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given. That's Jesus. This was written hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years before he was actually born, telling what was going to happen. And it says, And the government shall be upon his shoulders. So it's saying he's going to be a king. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, the Forever King, Mighty uh, Prince of Peace, and of the increase of his government and of peace there will be no end. On the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore, the Forever King. There is a place where Jesus rules and reigns. It's not like an earthly kingdom with land borders and a flag and the disappointments of a World Cup exit. It's not that kind of kingdom and we're pleased about that. It's where his people are. It's where his people who accept his rule and reign are together. It's a place where there's an openness to what Jesus wants to do, to the way he wants to do things. That's what his kingdom is like. It's a place where Jesus is first and foremost, our forever and rescuing king. You see, the kingdom of this world is flawed and broken. I don't think that's news to anybody. But Jesus came to show a better way. He did this by growing up and showing us how to live, for one, but also by taking all of the rejection of God in our lives, the way we as mankind have rejected God. He took all of that. He took all of the wrong, all of the injustice, and took it to the cross. 
taking the punishment for all our wrongdoing, all the way we rejected him. He took it all upon himself. Instead of us dying, he died for us. Taking the place and the punishment of everything that we deserved for rejecting our God. But then defeating death, defeating it, and rising from the dead, and inviting us to join him in that reign forever as a forever king, that we will join with him and reign forever with him. We can be part of that with him. We can be part of his family. We can be in his presence. We can understand and experience his power and his wealth in our lives. That is what we're celebrating. That is what Jesus came for. We're celebrating our King. And because of what he has done for you, you are invited into his kingdom. You are invited into his family. This isn't just for a select few. This is for everybody. Everybody who wants that change. Everybody who wants to belong to Jesus. And it's a great kingdom to be a part of. In this kingdom, we have a forever king. We have a king who's rescued us. He's the king of all kings. And today, he can be your new king. You don't have to live outside of that kingdom. You don't have to live without that king. You can be a part of that today and forever. If you don't know him as your king, you have that opportunity. If you don't know him as your rescuer, you have that opportunity. If you don't know him as the changer of your circumstances, you have that opportunity. You can be part of that today. And you know, it's a great kingdom to be a part of because you get to celebrate this every day. You get to celebrate Jesus being a part of your life every day. Heavenly Father, King of kings, the one who reigns forever and ever and who came to rescue us. We say thank you. Yes, Jesus. Thank you for what you did. Thank you for the sacrifice you made. And thank you for the opportunity you gave us to come into your presence and to celebrate you. We are forever grateful. Yes. We are truly grateful. Amen. And we raise you up and we say, you yes, are the king. Yes, amen. You are the one yes, we worship. Jesus. And we you thank you for that. And now as we go, may the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favour and this Christmas give you his peace. Mm. Amen.